And Father, we just come before you this morning and thank you and praise you for the time that we have this morning to get into your word. We ask for utterance. We touch and agree upon that. Lord, speak to us through the word and by your spirit. We give you the praise for it. it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated and turning your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. We are in a series called Jesus Is. And this morning I want to talk to you about Jesus is our rock. In Matthew 16, verses 15 through 18, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, Elias, and others. Or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answering said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but who? <coughs> but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven." I want you to notice that Jesus said this in connection with the building of his church. He said, I will build my church upon this rock of revelation. Well, he has been and he still is today building his church. And you and I are some of the results of that great church that it's built on. Amen. As born-again believers, we are the fruition of this. Amen. I'm glad to be a part of the body of Christ. And Jesus is the foundation of this church. Jesus is our rock. Now, turning over to Ephesians, the second chapter, I want you to notice in verse 20 through 22, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 and 22, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And in verse 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together, that's you and I, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. And in verse 22, it says, In whom you also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Amen. Now we thank God for our church buildings, do we not? But this is not the temple. You are the temple. You and I are the house that God personally inhabits. In 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says you are God's building. In 1 Corinthians 3, 16, it says, Know you not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God 
dwelleth in you. And then we want to read this one together in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and in verse 16. Amen. Say it with me. I am the temple of God. So as we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 16 and read it together, let's give God praise that we are the temple of the living God. Ready, read. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God. Oh, hallelujah. So for centuries now, he's been building his church and he continues to do so. But there's coming a time when the temple will be complete. There's coming a time where he's going to split the eastern skies and you and I are going to be out of here. Amen. That's our blessed hope. Jesus is coming soon. But before he does, there's work to be done. There's some occupation that needs to take place. And there's more people that need to be placed into this glorious building who Jesus is the foundation of. And so let's ask ourselves a question. What are these building materials? Look with me at First uh, Peter chapter 2. And verse 4, and I'm going to read it from the New King James. It doesn't matter whether the New King James is up there or not. But in First Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Coming to him as to a living stone. I want you to look at yourself as alive. I'm a living stone. Amen? A living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Of course, this is referring to Jesus, everyone say Jesus, Jesus, who again is the rock and the foundation that the church is built upon. So Peter's picture here is that God is building a spiritual temple, a spiritual house, and he's using living stones. Now notice with me in verse 5, it says, you also as living stones are built upon a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So what is he doing? He's answering the question. What is the Lord's house built out of? It's built out of living stones. And you and I are those living stones built out of the same material that the very foundation is built upon, the rock, the son of the living God. You've got the same DNA that he has. And that's good news. And oh, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, it is a solid foundation. He is the solid rock. He is a solid foundation. I want to preach a while to you this morning. There's no way that I'm going to be able to get through everything I have in my heart concerning this foundation. I may be preaching tonight as well. But I want to preach to you a while and encourage you with the scriptures of this glorious fact that Jesus is our rock. He is our rock. In Psalms 18 and verse 2 
Psalms 18, verse 2. If you have it, uh, if you have your Bible, just open it over there. Psalms 18 and verse deuce. I will love thee, verse 1, O Lord, my God, my strength. Now notice this in verse 2. You know, it's one thing to know that he is a rock, but we need to make him our rock. And the way that you personalize and make him your rock is by declaring that you are my rock. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. You know, Brenda was a girl at Rama, and then all of a sudden she became my girl whoa my girl I had sunshine on a cloudy day the big difference between her being a girl and my girl big difference between him being a rock and him being your rock put your hand over your heart and say this Lord Jesus you are my rock you are the very foundation that I build my life upon oh hallelujah Verse 2, the Lord, Jesus, is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. (laughs) My God, my strength, in whom... I will and do trust with all my heart. My buckler and the horn of my salvation. And what is he? Come on. He's our what? He's our high tower. Hmm. Say it with me. My rock. You're my fortress. My deliverer. My God. My strength. My buckler. The horn of my salvation. And my high tower. So what does a rock then symbolize? A rock symbolizes something totally reliable. Dependable. Completely stable and absolutely sure. When we say that Jesus is my rock, we are declaring that He is the one who makes my life stable in the midst of instability. He is the one who makes me secure when the world is extremely insecure. We're saying, Lord, I'm depending on you to get me through. 
we're dependent on you. The story is told of a a young boy grew up on a farm in the Midwest and they had an awful, awful time of of rain and sleet and everything and it just completely annihilated their crop. And you know, when weather is bad in the Midwest and it does your crop in, that means not only is not there going to be a harvest, but that means the next year is going to be very, very tough. And so he went out on the edge of the farm with his father and he took his father's hand, great big tough farmer, put his hands in his hand and and they were looking out at the ruined field. And he looked up at his dad and there was a tear rolling down his face and he began to sing, Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. The little boy was so impacted by that that later in life he opened up his heart to the rock of ages because he said that so impacted my life in a way that I knew that I needed to go to the rock that's higher than I. In Psalms 18.31, let me just quote it to you. It says, For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? In Isaiah 44.8, I love God's statement here in the last part of that verse it says is there a God beside me (laughs) yea there is no God I know not any if you're looking for some other rock you might just well stop because if God could not find one I'm telling you, there is none. (laughs) He is it. And then turning over to Psalm 62, I just want to encourage you with these scriptures. Let these scriptures dwell in your heart richly. When you face situations that try to shake you, remember that your life is built on the rock. In Psalm 62 and verses 1 through 2, and then we'll look at verses 5 through 6, he said, Truly my soul waits upon God, for him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. And what will happen? I shall not be. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the waters. And I shall not be moved. Amen. I love this statement. He only is my rock. 
He is my salvation. He is my defense. And he puts his stake in the ground and he says, I shall not be greatly moved. Hallelujah. And then going down to verse 5 and verse 6. My soul waits thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. When he only is your rock, then your expectation should only be in him. Read verse 6 with me, please. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. Again now, think about those two words, he only and expectation. The question I would have for you this morning is, where is your expectation? What is your defense? What have you made your refuge? Who or what is your rock today? For some, it's their retirement plan. For others, it's their business. For many, their rock and their trust is in the doctor or it's in the hospital. It could be in their education. It could be in their ingenuity and their ability. Some people's rock is their wife or their husband. And if their wife or their husband was to be gone, their life would fall apart. I've seen it happen over the years. People are placing too much confidence and trust in someone else's prayers. in someone else's influence. And yes, we are to be men and women of influence and men and women of prayers. And we are to be an example to our loved ones. But we must teach our loved ones that He only is their rock. Because when mama and daddy is gone, you still have a supply. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. So if our rock is in any of those things, at some point, there's going to be some serious disappointment take place. Although they may seem stable at the time, although they may seem immovable like a rock, In reality, they are like rock candy. As a little boy, I would get bags of rock candy. And it really looked solid until I popped it in my mouth and put a little pressure on it. And that rock candy would explode in my mouth. The other thing that would happen to rock candy is if you were a boy like me and loved to run and play and go all over the neighborhood and and raise cane. If you had rock candy in your pocket, if that candy heated up, that candy 
would melt under heat. All other rocks, he only is my rock. All other rocks, come on somebody, can shatter under pressure and can melt under the fire of a trial. But the point is this. Jesus can take the pressure. And Jesus can take the heat if you will make him your rock. <laughs> Hallelujah. My life and your life will not shatter under the pressures of life. We will not melt under the heat of a fiery trial. We're going to be all right. Say with me, I'm going to be all right. It may not look good right now, but everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Everything's going to be all right. Because my life is built on the rock. The rock of my deliverance, the rock of my salvation, the rock of my health, the rock of my stability, the rock of my prosperity, the rock of my joy. Hallelujah. Woo. Say to me, everything, everything, I'm about to sing, everything's going to be all right. Woo. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Psalms 95. Let's look over there. Jesus is our rock. He is the foundation of the church. You are a living stone. In Psalms 91, 95, excuse me, Psalms 95, Verse 1 and verse 2 says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. It's a good thing to come to the house of the Lord and sing. Let us make a sorrowful noise. <laughs> let us make a joyful noise. Unto who? Unto the rock of our salvation. Verse 2, read it with me. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him. Now, I want to discuss this word salvation just with you for a moment. The word that is translated as salvation in our English Bible has in the Hebrew Bible a very extensive meaning. The word salvation literally in Psalms 95, 1 is the Hebrew word Yeshua. Yeshua. Everyone say Yeshua. Yeshua. Say this, Yeshua. Yeshua. Hamashiach. Somebody says, is that some sort of a Mediterranean dish? <laughs> no. Yeshua, Yamashiach, means Jesus is the Messiah. And Yeshua and salvation means victory, prosperity, deliverance, and physical health. All of those meanings are encompassed in this word salvation. 
In other words, he's the rock of your victory. He's the rock of your deliverance. Go say it with me. He's the rock of my prosperity. He's the rock of my health, of my forgiveness, and of my peace. And I'm depending on him for all these things. Now, actually, the Hebrew word Yeshua is the word from the Greek name that Jesus derives. Jesus is, in fact, the fulfillment of all these things. He's the fulfillment of your joy, your deliverance, your safety. Say it with me, Jesus is the rock of my salvation. Now look at Psalm 40, verse 2. Anybody been picked up out of a horrible pit before? Am I looking at a congregation that knew sin, but now you know righteousness? Oh, glory to God. In Psalm 40, verse 2, it says, He brought me up. He brought me up. He brought me up. He raised you up. He picked you up. Whoo! He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. <laughs> and he has established your goings. Amen? He picked you up out of your sins. He pulled you up out of the miry clay. When you were grown, going lower and lower, he set your feet on solid rock, a firm and unmovable rock, and he showed you the way to go. Now, as we wind this message down, let me encourage you with this thought. There's not going to be any cracking or sinking in this foundation. There's not going to be any cracking or sinking in this foundation throughout the ages. I mean throughout the ages. Woo! And if you're on him, you ain't going down. If you're on him, you're not going down. You're not going under. You're going over. Woo, glory to God. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You've got your feet upon the rock. Now, look at Luke chapter 6. I know I put Matthew in my notes, but I want to go a different direction. Look, Luke 6, 47 through 49. Are you all ready to shout just a little bit? Luke chapter 6. I just love these scriptures. How many of you love the word? Yeah. Verse 47 in through 49 of Luke 6. He says, Whosoever comes to me and hear these sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on what? Laid the foundation on a rock, which is Jesus, 
hearing his word and doing his sayings. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house, it could not shake it. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. Build your life on him. Build your faith in him. Build your future on him. Everyone say, on him. On him. him. And when you do that, no matter how high the, the waters rise, if your foundation is this solid foundation, your house is going to stand. Why? Because you're part of his house. You're part of his house. Amen? And then in closing... Let's look at Psalm 42, verse 11. I'm going to ask the musicians to come, if you would. If I do preach tonight, and Brenda may bench me, if I do preach tonight, I'm going to preach part two of this. And I'm going to talk about the gates of hell. How the gates of hell cannot prevail against this solid foundation. Amen? But now notice this. Notice this in Psalms 42, verse 11. Have you been fed this morning? Have you been encouraged? It doesn't take all day to be fed. But notice here in Psalm 42, verse 11. Glory to God. Well, this is a good verse, but it's the wrong one. But let's read it anyway. (laughs) Amen. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I will yet praise him. Hands up, folks. This is not a stick up. This is a praise up. For I will yet praise him. Why? Because he's my rock. He's the health of my countenance. And what is he? Who is he? He's my God. Now, let's close in Isaiah 42, 11. <laughs> Isaiah 42. Whoo, glory to God. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. Mm. Isaiah 42, verse 11. Let the wilderness and the Bay Area lift up their what? Lift up. Lift up their what? So much for silent praise. Let the wilderness and the cities of the Bay Area, let Oakland, San Jose, Hayward, San Francisco, San Leandro, San Lorenzo, the Tri-City, let us lift up our voice. The villages that Kedar doth inhabit, let the inhabitants of the rock sing. <laughs> 
Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. And not only that, but let them shout from the top of the mountains. Is your life on him? Is Jesus your rock? Then there should be some singing. There should be some praising. And who knows, there possibly could be a shout of glory. For the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Hallelujah. I think everybody here is born again. I think everybody here is on the rock. Well, it's 1013. You can still beat the Baptist at the Black Bear Diner. (laughs) You can still get your small stack or large stack or your waffle at IHOP. But I think before we go today, I think he's worthy of some high praise. Amen. Let's all stand up. Glory to God.